everyone, it's Effie Bateman here. This week we are very excited to have Lewis Capaldi joining us and if your mind fog has cleared from the weekend, you can probably tell this was recorded a few weeks ago. Nonetheless, this content is evergreen, just like his new single Forget Me, where you can give it a listen wherever you find your music. Here's Lewis. You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall. Editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Now, dialing in from the first home in the world, I believe, Effie, of free sanitary items for women. Yes, that came out today. Did you hear about that? Free tampons for everyone. Yes. Free tampons. Have your periods, ladies. Anybody who has a period should get free things to deal with that period. Come on. Woo! There you go. Love to hear it. Now, that is the voice of a Scottish man who goes by the name of Lewis Mark Capaldi. Uh, Very famous, very, very famous, very successful. A lot of tunes. Effie over here and Wendell, myself, huge fans of uh, Lewis's music. And he's kind enough to dial in all the way down here to far western Queensland, which is right out in the Channel Country, out in the desert down here in Australia. Lewis, thanks very much for dialing in. No worries. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So you're just coming off the back of the, am I pronouncing it correctly, the this, this Sigurd Festival in uh, Hungary? Sigurd, yeah, I think yeah. it's Sigurd. I mean, I'm not, I'm not Hungarian, but um, Sigurd is what I was calling it and no one corrected me, so hopefully that's that's the thing. Yeah, it was good fun, a nice gig. Yes, I good, saw the, the Be Real uh, photo you did with a fan. I, we've just started getting mm. onto that, haven't we, Wendell? Yeah, Be Real's the one. Be Real's the one. No pretenses. No, yeah, love no it. Also, Although I, I kind of really blew up my, my spot with Be Real because it was like... I was like, oh, be real, da da da, and did the thing. And then all these random people started adding me on be real. And that's like, be real's meant to be a a safe haven, I find, for just like your friend. If you add someone that you don't know on be real, I have no time for you. That's strange. Mm. But that would be hard with be real, isn't it? That you see everyone who's friends with you on be real, wouldn't you? On your phone, on your phone. Yeah, so if everyone's adding you, you're getting hundreds of thousands potentially down the track of just be real moments. Lot to scroll through. Oh, that's too, too much real. Yeah. It's too much real for one man. I couldn't handle it. So are you back on the social media then? Because I, I know that you've been off it for a couple of years to focus on uh, making the second album. Is that correct? Uh, I am. I'm back. I'm back in a big way. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's, I, I, I didn't intend... I, was, I mean, I was still on it. Like, I was still looking at things and I was still, like, scrolling through everything and, like, keeping an eye on all my exes and, like... Mm. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was on there. I was on there and I was perusing. But, um... The plan initially was to do like a sort of clean break, but uh, just like everyone else, I'm addicted. I'm an absolute, yeah. I'm a filthy addict. What's your and poison? Is it the TikTok scroll? Is it the f- Instagram, Facebook, stories? What are we it's, talking? It's all of it. The TikTok yeah. scroll, though, is the TikTok scroll has quite the pull over, over my impressionable little mind. That is a, that is a dangerous app. That gets me, that sucks me right in. Yeah, well, there's uh, look, lots of people tell us very dangerous, all sorts of data stuff as well. But um, generally, just time wise, you can just lose so much time, can't you? If you, you just go mm. half an hour, an hour of your life just disappears. Oh, yeah, you go deep into it. I, I get sucked right in. And, and listen, it's uh, it's intense, mm. but it's good. It's do good. You, I mean, do you have any weird algorithms? Uh, like, I found prison side of TikTok. I've been getting those lately. 
Just a present. Yeah, like guys who've like um, gotten phones smuggled into prison and they're doing like TikTok dances and you can clearly see that they're in prison. Wow. That's the algorithm <laughs> that I'm getting. I don't know why. <laughs> that's, that's bizarre, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That is definitely bizarre. They have uh, a bit of time on their hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. I, I think I get a lot of like, like people trying to show me how to make like 500 calorie meals, which is mm. really is really hurtful because then it's like, oh god, my, my phone is telling me <laughs> that I'm a lazy fat bastard. That I yeah, you that don't need that, and then you've you've yeah. lingered on it for a second too long, and, and then, then it's just again more <laughs> and more. Yeah, exactly. but that's things where you click on anything, it's like that's you. You're in that forever. That's like it's 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 mental. It's about like how YouTube, you know, like files up. That's how all these kids mm. in the alt-right pipeline just like you click on one video and then all of a sudden you're stuck forever and this sort of like vortex of like these horrible 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 videos but it's like um, yeah, I yeah. Guess you, that's the way we live now you're watching a couple of meal prep videos and then before you know it you're um deep diving onto why the gender pay gap is a myth and doesn't actually <laughs> exist. yeah yeah exactly exactly that yeah yeah, yeah i don't deserve free tampons you know? now, yeah yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Lewis, you said you took a little bit of time off social media over the last couple of years because you were working on this second album, taking a couple of years. Obviously, COVID would have got in the way as well, but you're back and rolling. You're on social media, new single coming out. Um, you're touring again. You're just at Sigurd there in Hungary. you got a few more. How is it to just be back and rolling and getting out and amongst people? It's good. Um, it's nerve-wracking. It's definitely like a, a strange uh, adjustment period this time around. It's kind of like... The first time round, things like gradually built into what they became, so it was like kind of easier to get used to. Like, I mean, I say that it wasn't that easy to get used to, but it was like a sort of gradual build. I was releasing music for a while, and and then eventually, just things went the way mm. they did. But this time, it's a bit strange because it's like you're jumping back into like this sort of. I know there's people who are going to listen to this music, and I know there's people who are going to. There's already, in the same way that it's lovely, there's already a big ready-made, a ready-made audience of people who we built up on the last time that, that like me and like my music. Uh, there's also this like other side of like, people who hate me have already decided they hate me. So it's like, it's sorted. <laughs> so you're kind of like, you're jumping back into that as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a bit, it's, it's, I won't lie, it's like a very, it's, ne- it's for sure nerve-wracking and it's definitely something that I am still nervous about and I'm still mm. kind of, Trepidatious is yeah. the word I would say. Well, um, yep. trepidatious. That's um, that's fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, I, th- th- as you said, there's people out there who always like to hate. They're waiting. They're waiting with bated breath for the new stuff to oh, drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about nerves, how does this compare to when you were first getting your start playing in pubs in Glasgow around the age of eleven? What are the nerves like compared to those early days? I'm more nervous now than I was then. Back then, it was fine. No one gave. No one cared. Mm. So it was good. Like I, like, I much preferred that. It was like what I noticed as well. Like even like when we were supporting, when we supported Sam Smith on their arena tour. So it was like it was a thing of like it was much easier to play those big rooms. And then when we had to play those rooms by ourselves, it became this. It was much more nerve wracking because mm. it was like people were there to see you. And it's like if you fuck up, it's a thing. Mm. It's like a it's like a news article <laughs> or it's like a tweet or whatever. So. So I'm definitely like, the days back in Glasgow, I long for that. So hopefully this album goes tits up and I can just go back to playing in pubs <laughs> where no one cares. That's the, that's the dream, fingers crossed. 
How was that when you were starting out playing in pubs as a young kid? I imagine for a lot of people it would be quite frightening, the idea of getting up on stage as a you know, 11, 12-year-old kid, some piss punters um, hanging out watching you. How was that journey into music, that beginning for you? Yeah, did your family do music at all? How did you get into that? Um, my brother, my big brother was a musician. Uh, well, yeah, still is. He's still with us. <laughs> I said that like he had passed on. My brother was a musician. He was in bands and stuff growing up. He kind of lost interest in it. But now he still does like, he started doing like Diet Capaldi, he calls it, where he goes into pubs and plays my songs and gets like, makes a bomb doing it. It's <laughs> like, um, so yeah, he was into music and stuff. And then like, but when I, when I was doing it at 11, it wasn't like, I'm not, I'm, I'm a, like, not a competitive person. Like I used to do, I used to do lots of like sports when I was younger. Like I used to love doing judo, and then at a certain point in judo, they were like, "If you want to go up any more belts, you have to go to competitions." And I was like, "All right, I'm out." Because it's <laughs> yeah. like I just don't like. As soon as there's like a competition aspect of something, I, I kind of lose interest because it's like, "Oh, I've, this was fun a minute ago, and now I'm mm. having to do this." And I think back then, I was just doing it because it was fun, and and, and it seemed to me that there wasn't a. Because it's so because it's subjective. It's like no one's better than anybody else doing it. And even now, it's like it's still that way. Just because someone is selling lots of records doesn't mean they're the best musician. Just because mm. someone's like making like songs with nine key changes in it and tempo changes doesn't mean they're the best musician. Because it's a subjective thing. So I think that's why I was drawn to it. So I think yeah, that was the thing in my life that was couldn't be measured by any one thing. Do you know what I mean? So that's why. Uh, when I was 11, I, then I wasn't really fussed about it. There you go. Speaking of competition, I mean, big brothers. Big brothers tend to think they're better at yeah. things than little brothers. Was your big brother competitive? Is there still a part of him that, you know, despite all of the fame and success, goes, I'm actually better than him, mum. I'm, you know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm actually a better yeah, musician. We haven't, we haven't spoken in many years. It's torn our family apart. Uh, we're in pieces. <laughs> um, no, no, no. He's, uh, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I think he probably still thinks he's better at, mu- at music than me. And that's fine. That's okay. I think he's probably a better singer than I am, I would say. Mm. But I, it's just like I, I stuck with it longer. That's it. That's uh, the only... That, very humble. Think, very humble. No, no, no. Honestly, I, I genuinely, I think he was a lot better looking than I am uh, at when he was at, his, at, at, at like 18 and all the mm. rest of it. So he kind of got distracted. Yeah, no, he you. loosened the jar on the lid and then you just just pulled it no. off. I came over. Right all I had to do was blow it. I had to blow it off. That was it. You, some people off. might say though, performing to eighty thousand at Wembley makes you a somewhat attractive. You know, that makes you a bit attractive. I yeah. think. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank know. you very much. Just not. I like there that you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah, but you're performing to all these people, so it doesn't matter that you're ugly. It's fine. No. It's fine. <laughs> but um, no, it's um, yeah. No, I guess. Listen, for some reason. I don't think I've got any better looking, but in the last three years, I've had a lot more people texting me asking me to go on dates. Let's put it that way. (laughs) All right? So things are fine. I'm happy. I'm a happy guy. Very glad to hear. Talking about your humility there, you did come from humble beginnings, Lewis. Your mother's a nurse, father was a fishmonger in in Glasgow, yeah? Uh, Yeah, yeah, both of them in Glasgow, yeah. Yeah, so just wanted to know about that background and growing up and um, what it was like for you. Yeah, it was good. Um, my dad had to move, for, so they had to move from Glasgow to this place called Whitburn because I, I believe my dad went bankrupt. I don't know what the school is there. I don't know if uh, my dad's probably like, don't say that. That's a tax thing. But, <laughs> no, I'm but, um, he's, uh, but yeah, creditors so are still chasing him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they had to move because of that, and then 
uh, yeah, that's what I was brought up. But it was, I, I thought it was always good. I, I remember having to get up really early in the morning sometimes because my dad had to drive my mum to work. Like, so my, my mum worked in, uh, and works in still this place called the Southern General in Glasgow, which is now called the Queen Elizabeth, I think. Um, and we, I remember we used to always, like, wake up, because I think we only had one car at the time, but we used to wake up. My dad dropped my mum off at work, but my dad needed, needed the car to go to his work. So we would all, me and my three brothers, no, my two brothers and my sister, we used to always have to bundle in the back of the car at, like, five in the morning. We would have had school later on that day, and we all had to, like, we just slept in the back of the car. <laughs> Like while my dad was driving her to work and stuff like that, and then and then we came home and then got ready for school and all this stuff. So it was like I do remember things like that, and it was it was great, and it was uh, it was it wasn't like I wasn't we never my mum and dad worked very hard, and we never like it wasn't like we were on the poverty line or anything like that. So it was like they still we they worked very hard for everything that they had, and we never really wanted for too much. Mm. But um, it was good, man. I liked it. Very simple, very simple back then, and easy. I think that's that's something I strive towards every day. I'm trying to get back there to like the simplicity of just uh, sleeping in the back. I'm hoping that one day I'll be able to just do that, sleep in the back of my mum and dad's car. Now, uh, kind of the opposite of what you were saying, but we've heard also that um, when you're working on your second album and looking for advice on creativity, that Elton John is your mentor. How did that happen? I, yeah, I did. I had, I had lunch with him. Um, at his house, I've met him. I've met him before, and th- like when things were pretty crazy, and he was just like very generous with his time, and very, very kind, and very nice, and like just, just really like seemed to genuinely care about like not just like the music and stuff, but like asking like, the mental health side of things and asking how we were doing. Obviously, he's something who's been through a lot of like struggles in his own life with addiction and, and mental health and all the rest of it. And I think um, so that was that was kind of my first. The first time I met him, which was really meant a lot to me, because to have someone like that reach out and and you know show a bit of um, compassion and mm-hmm. and an increasingly non-compassionate, uncompassionate—I don't know what the word is—world. I think mm-hmm. I yeah. think that was a very nice thing. And uh, yeah, this time around, it, we asked to we were going, I went to his house for lunch, which is just something I do these days. <laughs> um, but, but, Sorry, um, can't make beers this afternoon. Just having, I'm just having, having lunch with Elton. Elton. Sorry, mum, Hang won't make it home for roast. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging with Big L. Fuck you, mum. Uh, no, I'm joking. But um, I uh, yeah. So and then I went over and I played him the new record or at least some of it. And um, he was quite. He he was the one that was like, I think this should be a first single. Um, wow. The single that is the first single and all the rest of it. So it's um, yeah, man. It's 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 been very nice, and, and it's not just me as well. Like I know that he like my, I'm friends with Sam Fender, uh, who's another musician from around here, and he is another person that Elton's reached out to and, and helped a lot and, and and looked out for and stuff. So it's um, it's a very weird thing to be able to say that. And you don't mean I can email Elton John whenever I please, but. Um, it's it's nice. It's good. It's definitely like a it's a decent thing. It works works a treat on hinge. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your parents, they must be quite jealous. Are you hanging out with Elton? Have they ever pushed to just go? Oh, can we come along for lunch today? Oh no 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 no! Definitely not. My mum. I think I don't know what my mum and dad. My mum and dad would freeze up. I remember the first time my dad <laughs> met Ed Sheeran. Right. Yeah. It was like, or, or I think it's still the only time because Ed's quite like a chill guy and walked into like my dressing room when I was just chatting with my dad. And my, I'd never seen my dad like 
like just like that's the game. <laughs> I was like, this is, I was like, this is embarrassing. You're my father. Like, I would make look up to you. And I, I can't yeah, dads <laughs> don't get embarrassed about anything. They just go and yeah, go and yeah. go. And exactly. You're like. You're all gasping for air because Ed Sheeran's walked in the room. This is outrageous. Like, I'm, 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 I'm yeah. staggered. I obviously don't know your father, but I also wouldn't imagine a father to be um, embarrassed or lost for words in front of, say, someone like an Ed Sheeran. Like maybe one of, you know, maybe a like football idol or, or, or yeah, 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 someone yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very, very bizarre. A very, very, I think because, I don't know if it's because Ed Sheeran's like the most famous person he's met, but it was definitely like. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the, the hair or something because he's so recognisable, but it was like it was very it was very very bizarre. My sister was absolutely hammered when she met Ed Sheeran. She was like, she did not care at all. It was like it was that yeah. was that was a nice balance. But um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, they haven't they haven't asked to come to dinner with Elton. But um, who knows? Maybe in the future, my dad can bring some fish. And we can all and we can all we can all enjoy it together. Cook up a nice food. Yeah, that does sound lovely. I did want to know, like. You have this bubbly, humorous, fun-loving persona, this kind of down-to-earth, grounded persona, and I, I don't know, maybe getting a bit personal here or whatever, but you well-loved for being uh, you know, a really friendly, relatable, great character, and obviously in an industry where there can be a lot of people who aren't quite like that. They don't seem to have that personality. Stay whether they down did. to earth for too yeah, long, at yeah. least. Yeah. So I guess that's what I wanted to know. How is it the connection to your parents in Glasgow and your friends and your family – or what is it that helps keep you grounded and, and humble and kind of enjoying this this gift that you've got? Um, I think the fact that I love it. Thank you, by the way. That's very nice of you to say. But, uh, <laughs> it was. I think uh, the fact that I still love it. I still live in Glasgow. Mm. Um, is quite a big thing. I think if I maybe I've got friends and stuff who have moved to LA and all the rest of it, and then when they come back, they're a bit different, and you have to like you have to like slag them off a bit before they're back down to like their. Oh, we do that too in Australia. The tall yeah, poppy. We've is. got to tell them they're a bit shit. And, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever someone gets your head out your ass, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you need to just bring them down a bit. And I think yeah. that's the thing. It's like, yeah, and and to be fair, people in England do it as well. Um, it's like that. It's like a thing of like, there's a there's a reason. I love coming to Australia. Australia is a perfect example as well. Like that sort of like, you, everyone's a cunt and everyone's like, like <laughs> just like, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? It's like you 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 we all have the same sensibility of like, just. Like we we take the piss out of the people that we love, yeah, and we like slag them off, and it's like I think that's quite a big thing of like my fa- I, I don't get any sort of like my family take the piss out of me more than anybody, and have said worse things to me than anyone on Twitter ever could. Do you know what I mean? So no matter like so no matter how like far the pendulum swings in one direction, I'm always being pulled back the other way. So it's like a nice it's a nice balance, I think, and I, I, plus it's like. All I do is sing songs. Like that's it. I don't. I don't do anything that's of any. If, if I stop doing my job tomorrow, the world would carry on completely fine. That's that's kind of my take on it. And I think it's like why I don't understand why that would make me any different to anybody else. So it's quite when you realise, especially as well during COVID, both I was living with. I was still living at home with my parents. I had my mum, my dad, and my brother Aiden. So my my, my dad and my brother Aiden worked in the fish shop that they have that my dad has and that was deemed essential workers yep my mum obviously a nurse was deemed an essential worker so to be told at that point that you're the only person deemed in your house deemed non-essential <laughs> that was a very sobering moment so it's like those things are always nice little reality checks to bring you back down and plus it's like it's all a piss take, isn't it really it's not like a 
it's nothing to be taken seriously, all this music carry on. Plus, I only put it last for about 10 years and then I'm out. Make back, the to cash the fi- and back to the fish shop, you reckon? What are you, yeah, what are you yeah. doing? Mega fish shop? What are we talking? Putting on the gum yeah, yeah, and... that's We've got big plans. We've got big yeah. plans for KP's Fresh Fish. We're going um, yeah, we're gonna, to we're gonna spread it far and wide. We'll be coming to, coming to a shore near you. Basically. Yeah, lovely. Glasgow, yeah. Edinburgh, then we're talking London, Paris, LA. Yeah. yeah. Exciting yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know the stuff. You know the stuff. We actually had your mate, I believe, Youngblood a few weeks ago. He came and visited us, which was really nice, and he did a shoey on stage, uh, went to yep. see a show. I bet that was a relaxing encounter with Oh, Dom. it was, yeah. <laughs> oh, as soon as he came in, I just felt really calm. I mm. felt like I could just sit yeah. in, in complete silence. With I could do him. mindfulness yeah. with him around. Oh, He's placid. Oh, meditation. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a chill guy. <laughs> I think I read somewhere that whenever you and him hang out together, it's 4 a.m., by the time you get home, is that true? Oh yeah, we do. We do enjoy. We do enjoy alcohol. That's for sure. <laughs> um, it's like uh, it's yeah. I always have a good time with Youngblood. So it's funny. The guitar player in Youngblood is like my, one of my best friends from school. Oh wow! Like high school. Like so, he moved down here and just happened to meet Dom, and then as thingy like me and Adam, Adam the Youngblood guitar player, we used to be in bands together and all the rest of it. So we've all could have been friends from like when Adam first moved down here and he was living with Dom and I was just starting to come back back and forth from London like working on you know like working on what would become the debut album and all the rest of it and I think um yeah we just we just bonded over that and it was the fact that like no one actually cared about our respective music careers at that point Mm -hmm. so it was kind of this nice little thing of like oh we are just trying to chip away at this music thing and it probably won't work out but we're young and we're in London and everything's great so let's just get hammered all the time and that's just kind of spilled over into every time we see each other because we don't see we don't see each other often so when we do it's like a nice um it's a lovely uh it's a lovely piss up together mm. which is which is all you can ask for from your friends exactly. that's all you can ask for from life really yeah, yeah model exactly. of life <laughs> very astute very astute that observation i enjoy yeah. that there you go can you tell us a bit about your new single Yes, it's a song called Forget Me. It's about a girl that I used to date. And then we stopped was dating. Was she off Hinge? She was not off Hinge. She was not off Hinge, but she was off one of the apps. Tinder? One of the apps. Was it Tinder? Could have been Tinder. Could have been Tinder. Could have been Tinder. And it's one of those things where like, you see someone who you once had a thing with, or a relationship with, I should say. That's like, that's bad that I've called it a thing. Um, a relationship with. Um, they're kind of like moving on and you've got this like weird, like toxic voice in your head telling you, they shouldn't be happy. I don't like this. Yeah. Like, like, they should be as... They should be as miserable as I am, or they should be. Isn't that usually when your ex miserable. reaches out? Is they're like, oh, I get that tingling feeling that they're moving on, so I should message them. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And it was that, I mean, I didn't do that because I felt like it probably wouldn't have been a good thing. But, like, I think it's one of those things, just when you see someone moving on and it's like, oh, like, I'm no longer part of that person's life at all, not even in, like, a way of, like, they hate me, which was, like, it's that sort of thing of, like, I would rather know that you are telling everybody how much you hate me and how much of a cunt I am that, than, like, Be apathetic, yeah. Yeah. Because hate is very strong, it's passionate, you know? Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I agree. It's better than love in some ways. I think hate, um, <laughs> but I think uh, yeah, no. It was just one of those things where it was it was quite an interesting because I've never it's not never something I've really felt before. I, like a lot of my songs in the past have been about like oh, 
you're moving on and that's great. I'm so happy for you. You found the right person for you and all that stuff. And I just feeling like, oh, this is shit. I like, fuck, fuck this. I want, I want you is to Is this like, the dark side of, of Lewis? Are we yeah, going to say, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, and um, yeah, it felt, um, it was a weird feeling and I, I wrote a song about it and it made me feel good. But that person still moved on and I still like that person, still like a great person. But yeah, it was just an interesting emotion that cropped up. Mm. So it felt like a good one to write about. And um, then we tried to make it catchy. So we'll see if it goes tits up or not. Um, and if it does, it's back to the fish shop. There you go. I'm Very excited. exciting times. Now, um, terms of endearment that we mentioned before. Lewis Capaldi, you mad cunt. Thank you very much for <laughs> zooming in down to Australia. Thank you for joining us. No Thank stress you. at all. Thank you very much for having me. It was Brilliant. lovely to meet Thanks, you. Thanks, Lewis. Cheers.